Welcome to the Cubicle Houdini Show with your host, Quentin Hamp. Quentin escaped his day job by blogging. Now he's on a mission to help others start their own escape. Follow the Cubicle Houdini Show for exclusive interviews and cutting-edge business ideas you can implement. Hey guys, this is Quentin with CubicleHoudini.com and this is our very first episode of Interview with an Escape Artist. And I'm excited to be here with my friend Eric Johnson. We've known each other, what, about 10 years, I think? Yep. Yeah, incredible. Yep. I was into cycling, he was into running, and uh, I guess our world just keep intercrossing. Now we're both entrepreneurs, so it's kind of fun to get to do this. And we've had some technical issues today, so thanks for hanging out and putting up with our craziness. Um, let's go ahead and get into your story and how you escaped your day job into owning your own business. If you want to first start off with how you got into running or sure. you know, kind of your background with running. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I moved here to Springfield uh, after college in 1999, didn't know anybody. I thought it would be a great way to meet people to go to some of the runs on the weekend. Smart. And uh, also that would be a great way to meet a girl. <laughs> and, Did it work? Uh, uh, well, I met her at work. So Okay. All but right. anyway, um, yeah. yeah. And just kind of fell in love with it. Had an affinity for running, and so um, that's how I got into running. Yeah, I love sure. it. I love it. So, getting into owning a store, how did that that journey kind of happen, or, yeah, or, or even getting into a store? It's funny to to hear you say to call us entrepreneurs because I never thought I would be a business owner growing up, um, but it's so satisfying to work for yourself. So, I was working for Parks Department, and it's government, so it was good in some ways, but not very. Uh, I didn't have a lot of call over your own day um, and so I noticed that there we had a good running street running scene in town but one store and it was a small store and I thought we could do it better uh, a lot of a lot of times entrepreneurs say hey there's something I think I could do that better exactly and I would like this service for me you know solving That's your huge. own scratching your own itch yeah so um, I talked to some friends who owned another running store I said hey let's open up a store in Springfield and uh, they, they said let's do it that's crazy. Did you have any concerns going to your friends that maybe the market wasn't big enough, maybe the competition was too strong, uh, all those different concerns? Did you have any of those fears taking those to your friends, or did they express those concerns coming to this market? Neither. Really? Neither. Um, I, was, I, I just felt like it was the time was right, the running scene was growing, those stores really couldn't handle, I didn't think, the demand. Um, so I, I didn't have a fear of that. Um, I, I think we all have fears. Um, my fears were more like, how do I run the thing on a day-to-day -day basis? But I had some friends with some experience, so it didn't. It was uh, I thought it was doable. That's incredible. So you were kind of GM of that store that they opened, and how long did you manage that store? For eight years. Okay. Uh, the plan actually was for me to own it from the start. Oh wow! Uh, shoes are like cars. Contracts are hard to get. Okay. And so they don't want to open up a new dealer right next to the other dealer. So my friends already had a store, and they had all the contracts. And the plan was to buy it within a year and just for a variety of reasons, nobody's fault, just took forever. So finally in 2017, 16, we were able to make it work. <laughs> Eight years later, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, incredible. So then um, as you went to buy the own store, that's always scary. So if we back up a little bit, you weren't really, you didn't go through college. Like I went through college spending my time trying to figure out how to start a business. Mm -hmm. um, for you, it really wasn't on your radar at all. Nope, not really. No, I was uh, just more interested, you know, I'd, I like science, so I studied science, and um, yeah, those I didn't never had any thought of, of owning a business. Incredible. So then you're into this, and eight years, you're just kind of 
going along with the thought, hey, maybe I'm not going to buy this. Maybe I'm just going to work for these guys because I have a great deal going on. Did that thought ever cross your mind or did Absolutely. you really want to just do the entrepreneurship? Yeah, it, that was a big consideration because for a long time I was thinking, I'll, I can just be happy working here. But then you think about it, you know, I would think about it, put in a lot of work over the years and I felt like uh, the our, my friends had moved to Montana in the meantime. Okay. So I felt like, you know, it, we put in all this work. We really should kind of get some of the benefit. So you start thinking more as a business owner, like equity. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm doing this work. Yes, it's a cushy job now, but if mm -hmm. I own this, I can build equity mm -hmm. that maybe later you can sell or pass on to your family. That and also having it be mine, I can I can make a few more decisions. Okay. I had a lot of autonomy. The former yeah. owners were great from that. Exactly. But being able to do things, you know, I, I wanted to be able to do a better job of giving back to the community. Um, and maybe bringing up some of other key staff so they could have, you know, a, a good, you know, decent paying, like, job that they could live in. Yeah. And enjoy. So, um, those are the reasons that I considered it. It was, uh, it was, it's always challenging buying a business, I'm sure. Um, and it, this was no different, making sure everybody's happy on all sides. Yeah. So there, it was very challenging, but, uh, so satisfying. Now yeah. that's done. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the money a little bit there. Um, and how, how do you go about structuring a deal like that? Is this something where you get really creative and you say, hey, uh, boss, which is currently the owner, you know, can I work off some of the equity? Do you have to work with a lot of times with bankers? Do you go to private investors? Do you save up a lot of money and say, hey, here's how I do this? What are the options when you're trying to buy something like this? Mm -hmm. Well, I think for me, important before any of that consideration was, if I buy this business, do I think it's got a good future? Okay. Yeah. And in in our case, uh, that other store closed up in the last year, so I felt, you know, we kind of owned the market. We had okay. very few competitors. Um, it was in, you know, everything's rolling. It was a machine. It's a machine. Yeah. I've got good staff in place, so I knew that if we got it, it would be a, a good investment. It wasn't going to yeah. go anywhere. Um, but then beyond that, you got to think about. Uh, how you can do it so you know the owners of course they want to be paid yeah and they're you know most owners prefer to be paid up front okay um, rather than equity Makes sense. Um, if you can it, we actually ended up working a deal where we paid a down payment and then um, a monthly payments and okay. a balloon. excellent so we're able to pay them a little bit more okay for the ability to spread out the payments very nice so that worked out well um, one of the considerations was was I, uh, should we continue being an independent running shop or okay. should we franchise? Okay, yeah. And I, I chose the franchise route because, the, um, one, they could help with some of the, the financial part. They're okay. financial experts Excellent. evaluating the business and structuring deals. So that was it. Um, that was very critical for us. Yeah. Um, I'm sure not in every instance will a franchise be the right thing, sure. but for, for this particular business it was. Um, and I talked to a lot of independent owners of running shops and they said, this particular franchise, Fleet Beat Sports, is a very, very good one. Okay. And um, if I was starting over new, I would strongly consider them. So that gave me a lot of confidence in it. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of did your research on that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's really great because how many people right now are trapped in a job and think, man, if I could just do my own business, maybe going to the boss and saying, hey, can I buy the business from you? Uh, I think that really opens up a lot of doors. Do you feel like if you were starting over again, there was something that you would do um, differently to maybe shorten your your uh, ability to go out on your own or do you really feel like that eight years that seven years was pretty a, an ideal time to let you get prepared to take over a business 
it was great that it, in that it prepared me, but I, it, we could have easily done it several years earlier, and it really just came down to the point of I just decided, hey, I, I'm ready to buy the business, and if it doesn't work out, I'm also ready to try something different. Okay. So it kind of became a, hey, I'm going to do it, and if it doesn't work out, that's okay. I've been, I'd been flirting with having some you know, side businesses, exactly. wanting to have some other things to do yep. just for variety. We talked about it for the exactly. video. We're kind of like on the disc profile. We're eyes. Yeah. Like we're like new stuff, flashy exactly. stuff. Exactly. We need the people to help plan us. Like yeah. you get your planner. I got yep. my planners. Yep. So, um, uh, where are we going? No, that's great. But no, we, you and I actually talked about. Hey, could you start a blog or something? Because I blog. Yes. We, we yes. bounced some ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's really powerful that you said, "Hey, that's not really for me. This is more for me." Or these other ideas are more for me. And you, you didn't just chase an opportunity because it was there. You mm -hmm. picked an opportunity that works well with your existing. Skill set and personality. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the fear of getting out. Was that a really terrifying thing? Your wife, your spouse, your in-laws, your dad? Um, how did your family take this? And maybe did you try to set up a little nest egg or something to help cushion any potential failure? Mm -hmm. So we have young kids. We don't have much of a nest egg. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. And so that that was that wasn't going to be coming through for um, the purchase. Um, but again, working through the franchise, we're able to work out a way to do a down payment, monthly payment, balloon at the end, and that we can afford it for sure uh, through cash flow through the business. So um, that was that was very helpful. As far as fears, you know, I was really wasn't fearful because I just knew it was going to work. Yeah. Um, now, I was a little bit uncertain of what the job was going to look like. Sure. You got to pay people suddenly, do payroll, you got to do the insurance and, you know, all the financial stuff that I never had to do okay. before. Yeah. So there... I'm working more hours, yeah. Okay. Um, and one of my long-term goals is to get somebody, more delegation going on, so I have to do, I can work on the business instead of in the business. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So. Absolutely. So then as you're, um, you, you bought the business, and a few weeks ago, one of his neighbors, um, their building caught fire, and mm -hmm. uh, a real huge setback early this year where they, they had the entire inventory was lost they had to gut the building pretty phenomenal stuff how long had you owned the business before that happened so we bought it august that happened december uh, so four months four months you're four in months. this four months you're starting to get the feet under you and then uh -huh. boom yeah, you, you come that. down one day what happened that you walk in and there's like smoke and you're like what happened or were the fire trucks here Did yeah you oh I got, I got the call okay yeah, yeah. all um, right one of my key staff megan was here and so she was here all day but yeah um it, it uh, you know it was mentally is a little like um Frustrating, yeah. But insurance, if you get good, get good insurance. Okay, okay please. All right. Yeah, because <laughs> insurance completely took care of us. And um, you know, it's always you. You worry, are they customers going to come back? But we found that people like they liked our business enough that they waited. Yeah. Uh, rather than buying something online in the meantime. Incredible. So we we're closed for five weeks and um, opened back up. Uh, what? About a month ago, a month ago. and um, we've just been doing great since. Incredible. Well, the main focus of this inter interview is to kind of talk about that switch from your day job into mm -hmm. you know getting into your own business, some of the ideas. So hopefully that was great for people. But real quick, I love talking about marketing. So if we can talk a little bit about you had a really strong Instagram, Facebook strategy that has worked well for you, especially as you were closed for almost a month, um, and keeping your, your followers engaged with what was going on. Um, but also, you know, you do a lot for the community. You have some unique things here that helps your business kind of com combat against the online world, mm -hmm. uh, even where maybe the online world price, you know, that constant war against Amazon. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about your marketing strategy and about how you're differentiating your business from online? Sure. I don't think retail shops are ever going to go away. 
people are always going to want to try something on. Um, of course, people are going to get more comfortable buying on the, online, and that's always going to be the, a part of it. So, um, but there's in order to survive in the retail world, you've gotta, you have to focus on the thing, the battles you can win. Okay. You're never going to win the price battle. Okay. You're not going to win the selection battle okay. because Amazon has every color of everything. All right. Um, you're not going to win the um, uh, the ease of use because you can order online from your phone. In your underwear. In your underwear, If somebody comes yes. in here with your underwear, you'll be exactly, like, okay, yeah. guys. But where we can win is on the service yeah. and the experience. Yes. So that's that's where we, you know, that's the key is hiring good people. And um, it's... You, you know, you bend over backwards, you do everything you got to do to keep people happy. And you understand also that you're not trying to serve everybody in the world. When you try to be everything to everybody, That's you're, you're nobody to nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You're nothing to anybody. That's excellent. Yes. Um, so we focus on the customers that we are trying to serve and we do everything we can to them. And we, we really pick a lot of customers that we don't really market to. Okay. So, you know, our, like our key demographic, and of course, we'd love to help any age group, of course, Absolutely. but like 30 to 50 year old women are kind of like the key demographic for a store like this. Okay. Um, now, our newsletter, you know, one of the things that when I took over, I knew we could do better is I knew we could market better. Okay. So I knew we could do a, a weekly newsletter that would be really fantastic. We'd have all control over it, you know, our own social media channels, yep. control over that, which when you have a parent company, it, we didn't. Yeah. So that's been fun. That's that incredible. Is. And as you were doing the franchise, you probably checked to make sure you still have some of that control. Yeah. The, so the French, this particular franchise, I'm sure they're all different. Yeah. Um, I'm sure franchises like McDonald's or everything has to be yeah. the same. This is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Nice. Where we've got a franchise advisory council where different owners tell the franchise what resources and that's incredible programs we want the next year. So they provide best practices. They have experts in the field, but they say, you know what? At the end of the day, it's your business. You've got to run it how you're going to run your business. Uh, they have very in-depth um, background and, you know, I had to visit twice in North Carolina to make sure it's a good fit. Nice. So there's a lot of trust that we're going to run a business the way it should be run. That's absolutely incredible. Well, uh, guys, you can follow Eric. What's your blog? Uh, for the store? Uh, no, for you, actually. Okay. I know My you run a really yeah. private personal blog that nobody knows about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ericallenjohnson.com Eric and I'll put a link below uh, I love his blog because it's like four paragraphs and it's four paragraphs of power and you blog like once a month it's just everyone is worth it so make sure you get on his list for that and then your store how can they find your store and follow you on Facebook yeah. or wherever fleetbeatsports.com okay and we'll link to all that below as well so guys thanks again for joining the Cubicle Houdini this is our very first episode it's going to come out on Fridays let us know what you think don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel or enter your email below and we'll get you um, our list of the, my five ways that I make money online, as well as the blog post I recently put out on how you can make $50 per day uh, before the end of the week if you're tied on money. That's a great little way of odd jobs you can do to make money using the internet. Appreciate you following. Look forward to helping you with your escape. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Cubicle Houdini Show. Share this episode with someone who will appreciate it. And follow Quentin Hamp on Instagram for fresh daily content. We hope this show helped you on your journey to freedom and look forward to your escape from the cubicle.